Today, we're watching Star Trek The Next Generation. When Data accidentally breaks the Prime Directive, the crew must decide if they are willing to alter the course of a species evolution. Also, Wesley gets put in charge because God help us, it's network TV. <laughs> From April 29th, 1989, it's season two, episode 15, Pen Pals, or... Data, can you hear me? <laughs> Data, can you see me in the night? Wow. A Babs reference. I'm impressed. I'm Cam. That's Dan. <laughs> and we'll do anything to slip in a show tune. <laughs> Jingle bell, jingle bell, jing jangle, jingle bell, jingle bell, jing jangle. <laughs> She's been on my mind lately because she has one of the greatest Christmas albums she of does. all time. Jingle bell, Oh, Daniel. Oh, Cameron. This was. This one was. Jaunty, I <laughs> jaunty. Say. I was going to say, welcome, a, a welcome little, to peak season two. Yeah. <laughs> it's just sort of, you know, goes right along in a nice little clip of like things are happening. I don't ever feel like there's a crazy amount of pressure, drama, or tension. I guess that depends entirely just, just about wait. how you feel about the Prime Directive. I mean, yes, but also the prolonged bureaucratic musings of this benevolent dictatorship is not uh it's not exactly must see tv it's not it's not riveting to sit in on a on board meeting after board meeting like <laughs> well you know it was the 80s i'm that, just that was the peak of yeah i mean everyone's goals was to sit in board meetings god look at that board meeting that room's entirely carpet <laughs> I want to be there so bad, making them millions of fucking dollars. But we get to see Pulaski become Data's fiercest defender. Mm. And I fucking loved it. Anyway, here's what the fuck we're talking about, because here's the fucking thing. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I love you. On Stardate 42695.3, as the Enterprise surveys an area of unexplored space with planets that have an unusually short lifespan due to geological changes. Wink. Acting Ensign Crusher is put in charge of a survey team in order to further his studies toward becoming a Starfleet officer. Wesley selects a team of highly competent science officers. However, as they are much older than he is, he worries that his authority will be challenged. And then it is. One team member, Davies, <laughs> rebutes Wesley's request to run a time-consuming deep-ass scan. And it causes Wesley to doubt himself. Meanwhile, apparently six weeks ago, Lieutenant Commander Data receives a primitive radio signal from a young girl on one of the planets. Data makes contact with a girl named Sarzenka and continues to converse regularly. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can I get that name Sarzenka. one more time? There we go. <laughs> Anyway, he continues to converse regularly with her over the course of the month, keeping the details of his identity secret as Sarzenka's culture is unaware of life outside of their planet. P. 
apparently. When Sarjenka reports that earthquakes are occurring with increased frequency, Data realizes her planet is beginning to break down and reports to Captain Picard that the hope in the hope that the Enterprise can find a way to reverse the process. Picard sympathizes with Data's case, but sternly orders him to cease communication with Sarjenka to avoid any further violations of the Prime Directive. <laughs> Wish you could see Dan's face now. <laughs> I just like, I just really, I'm sorry, one more time, who's Sarjenka. Data talking Sarjenka. <laughs> Wesley. This is fun. Seeks Commander Riker for advice on how to handle his team in 10 forward, because I guess that's what you do, is go to the bar. Riker stresses that Starfleet training is about both responsibility and authority, and commends Wesley for his record of responsibility, but urges him to exercise authority with the science team. Wesley returns to the team and requests in a more authoritative manner that Davies perform the planetary scan, and Davies complies without argument. It went so smoothly. Mm Mm-hmm. Just like every time someone from middle management is like, hey, guys, no, I really need you to listen to me. Everyone's like, yeah, absolutely, totally, of course, man. Yep. That's how that goes. That's exactly how that Mm -hmm. goes. (laughs) The scans prove to be the key in understanding the planet's geological instability, and Wesley's team proposes a method to correct it. Woo! Data receives another signal from Sarjanka, who is now calling for help as volcanic eruptions threaten to wipe out her home. Picard recognizes that they cannot ignore her pleas because, you know, she wasn't a human before, but she is now, or she wasn't a living, mattering human being. Oh, my God, Daniel. (laughs) Anyway, he allows Data to beam down to the planet to take the girl to safety. Running out of time, he takes her back to the Enterprise instead, much to Picard's dismay. You brought a child onto my bridge. <laughs> Don't let it touch anything, Blacha. Children. I mean, I feel the same, but it's fine. Blah. I just, uh, I'm going to save it. Oh, right, yeah. It. Go ahead. <laughs> the crew is able to safely restore the planet's geological system. Picard orders Dr. Pulaski to sedate Sarjenka and erase her memories of Data and the Enterprise. And Data returns the sleeping girl to her home. Now safe, leaving her with a singing stone that Dr. Pulaski had given her while in sickbay. And so ends this epic tale, Pen Pals. <laughs> Woo! All right. All right, listener. It's it's approaching the holiday season. It sure right? is. Because... We are neck deep in know, the holiday season, Daniel. We, we, we film... We, we record these things ahead of time because, you know... We can. The show's not airing live. What do we? What, you know, we can just barrel through this shit. <laughs> it's a good um, thing it's not airing live too, because you probably would stop listening. Oh my god! <laughs> can you imagine? Sick puppies we are. Anyway, so we've got. Uh, you know, we're we're filled with the the holiday spirit, and I'm I'm reminded of two things immediately: Picard's disdain for children. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't put it together. This this is the per- this is why he was cast as Scrooge in the Muppet Christmas Carol. That's Michael Caine. This is why Michael Caine <laughs> was the second choice <laughs> to play Scrooge in a Christmas no, no. Carol. Mr. Pickard does a one man Christmas Carol. Didn't he do a movie version too? I think so. Yes. Or like, hold on, I'm gonna look it up and edit this out because we need to sound smarter than we actually are. <laughs> Let's pretend that we know everything and we don't have the internet. Yeah. Well, 
All right. All right. We got Patrick Stewart. Uh, All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's filming Picard. Yeah, 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 yeah. American Dad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Further back. We have to go further, Cameron. (laughs) X-Men, X-Men, X-Men. Okay. The Prince of Egypt. Yeah, Seti. Moses' dad. Moby Dick. He played Captain Ahab in an adaptation of of Moby Dick. Oh, I bet it's fabulous. Mm -hmm. Robin Hood, Men in Tights. I forgot about that. King John. (laughs) He's great. Uh, Richard, buddy. Sorry, King Richard. Yeah, he's he's a good one. Um, When was... It must have been in the 90s. Lands of Lore, the Thorn of Chaos video game. He plays King Richard. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a fun time, just reading his IMDb. Conspiracy theory, (laughs) Dr. Jonas. Masterminds, Bentley. Dad Savage, playing the role of Dad Savage. (laughs) Animal Farm, Napoleon. Ah, here it is. A Christmas Carol TV movie from 1999. But it's not the Muppet version. It's just a regular mm-hmm. version. I love a Christmas Me Carol. Too. Well, a Muppet Christmas Carol is it's my favorite version. It's got everything. But the which Muppet one? Christmas Carol is my favorite version. Yeah, I don't. I the only thing I don't like about that is the fact that Kermit and Miss Piggy have a frog kid and a couple of pig kids. Two frog and it's kids, like, bro. That's not. That's not how it works. <laughs> like they'd be. Frigs. They'd be frigs. Of breeding, or they would, they would be interesting. They would, they would be interesting looking. Well, you know, suspension of disbelief, Dan. Mm-hmm. And apparently, when you're boys, you become frogs, and when you're girls, you become pigs. Good to know. Yeah. It doesn't matter that sometimes that right. I feel like a pig inside. yep that's Cameron what did you love about this episode I'm assuming you're cutting all of that out I mean maybe parts of it who knows Uh, or who knows I might be and we'll see I loved the dialogue I actually loved the premise I thought that that was that the premise was fascinating that they are you know That there are these planets that destroy themselves because of dilithium crystals. And I enjoyed that, you know, they're trying to increase on Wesley's education. I loved that Pulaski is now Data's fiercest ally after having to watch the horror of going through a trial. And her, it's like, you know, it's just proof to me that change is possible. He's yeah. a machine. It is. He is. This, this, fictional, this fictional TV show should be proof that change is possible yeah well i mean if pulaski can change anyone can change daniel i resent that (laughs) remark (laughs) oh i'm gonna miss her when she's gone don't (laughs) she'll just always have to come back like mccoy Mm -hmm. does um but i also loved what else did i love That was about it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
I'm uh, I'm gonna surprise you, Cameron. What? I didn't hate the Wesley story. Oh my god! <laughs> because you know what? God damn it! It is hard to step into a leadership role, especially if you feel like it's outside of your depth, or that people above you or below you in this case, I mean, are are more qualified than you are or have knowledge or experience that you don't, you know, it's hard to tell a, a drilling team to do drilling stuff that you, that you've never done before. You know, it's hard if you're, I don't know, just for example, mid-level management on the technology side of an events venue <laughs> and you can't really ring out a room or operate a board very well, but you're telling a guy who has live mixed Billy Ellish at uh, Barclays Center how to do his job. That's that's a challenge. A challenge. You know, that's hard. I was going to say, do you um, relate personally to this episode, Dan? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to be in charge when you're incompetent. <laughs> But at least you admit that. That is why you are a good manager. Well, I, most management, uh, you know, just blares forward completely naive of their. Well, as Picard says, my favorite thing to, to say is either "I trust you completely" or "I know this is stupid, but the client requested it, and we have to do it." And yes, I again, I know it's stupid. Which is the key? <laughs> Don't bullshit. Like, Don't I, force. I, I know this is dumb. I know this is dumb. Sorry. That's how we got spaces built at that place that shall not be named because I said, I know this is stupid <laughs> and I'm sorry. Yeah, it's true. Uh, no, but all all that, man, just so much I have to cut out. Um, <laughs> all that aside, uh, I did enjoy seeing, they, they've accelerated his growth exponentially this season to make him suck less he was so juvenile he was so young he was so annoying and he's still juvenile and annoying like well they can just transport across the universe like magic that, that's amazing <laughs> you know sometimes he's still annoying as shit but he was less annoying as shit in this episode and his genuine doubt and concern and the fact that he went to leaders that he respected and got opinions and advice and applied it and it worked was a nice lesson of like Authority is something that you, you know, it's, it's a hammer. You don't, it's not good for every job, but sometimes you need a fucking hammer. Sometimes. Um, sometimes. Additionally, I enjoyed the premise. I just think that they made a mistake by expecting us to be emotionally invested in a creature that we hadn't seen or really talked to. Like we don't get to really hear much of her and data talking no. and her before it's like oh here we are and the actor's character voices that they chose was horrific <laughs> yeah but... i forgot to mention though that i also really enjoyed that data was the focus i found it fascinating that data mm, was the mm-hmm. person who did this who broke the prime directive yeah. who answered when he knew better i kind of loved that yeah you know, it would have been way more, I mean, I would have, it would have been way more typical if the stories had been reversed and Data was given a new a new kind of command and Wesley 
starts talking to someone and breaks the prime directive. You know, that's the expected, the expected order of operation. No come. I agree. <laughs> no comeback. <laughs> no, no. I, You're I, the expected I, order so of often, operation. Every so often, Cameron, a sentence can just happen, and I don't have to to pounce on it like it's the last gazelle in the Serengeti. <laughs> I'm um, used to being the last gazelle, Daniel. God damn it. <laughs> Lord knows you have the legs for it. <laughs> See? <laughs> I throw him up, you bat him out of the park. You throw him up, I bat him out of the park. That's what the fuck this is! <laughs> we're both pitching, we're both catching, it's a disaster. <laughs> we're getting better, though. I feel like we do a pretty fine job. Cameroon. Yes, Daniel. What what in particular just ground your gears about this episode though? We've already been it's been hard to hold back that like let's be clear. This is not a bad episode of television. It's enjoyable. It's fun. I think we have a nice bit of holodeck romping. We do. I didn't even mention Picard and his um, horses. Well, I I enjoyed that, but it's mostly in my bad section. <laughs> Because I'm sorry, that stunt writer is not a thing like Jean-Luc Picard. I was like, oh, that is not him at all. <laughs> that is not even close. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I also, I forgot to mention that I enjoyed Deanna's little, no, I prefer modes of transportation who don't have minds of their own. Mm-hmm. But that's more of a quote, so it's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. Um, I hated Sarzenka's makeup. I hated it. It was awful. Yeah. And it would uh, you say it looked like a peeling sunburn? Yes. Well, it although I preferred what you said earlier, which was that it looked like <laughs> she was a oh, I'm not going to say it again. That was strictly off the record. <laughs> oh, Cameron did say something pretty bad about what she looked like. That was great. <laughs> I mean, it's not that bad. If if burn victims take offense to people who look like burn victims then i mean what's this world coming to (laughs) a place where you can't make fun of people dan that's what it's coming to oh they already get to cut the line at disney world what more do they want (laughs) i mean i guess if that's your priority of course it is have you seen the lines fast pass or not it's insane i have i waited i waited for two and a half hours to get on the twenty thousand leagues under the sea ride was it worth it I'm sorry. When did you go to Disney World? When I World? was seven, Dan. Aw, <laughs> wait. How do you know how long you? No seven-year-old has a concept of time. <laughs> yeah, that seems about right. <laughs> I've been forty-two since I was four years old, Daniel. What do you want from me? <sighs> Just lots of pictures of you as a kid in bow ties, because I bet it was fucking cute. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty adorable. And then <laughs> what so happened? Bow ties, dude. <laughs> and then what happened? <laughs> <laughs> I think the greatest failure of this episode is to is to get us emotionally invested in the alien in the first ten minutes. Yeah, that's that's the thing. It's like it's just a missed opportunity. It's a great setup, and I like how they keep poking and prodding and trying to find ways to make the prime directive interesting and relevant and something that they struggle with. That's great. Do that, but. 
we don't even get to have like a little radio play where data's talking back and forth. We have a couple of exchanges and then he sheepishly confesses to the whole thing. Like I want to hear him having conversations yeah. with this little kid. Yeah, I... Like let me let me get invested in their relationship more before we spend the rest of the episode in just bureaucratic boardroom talk. It was like Wesley needs some executive coaching to make him a better leader. And the rest of the time we're going to watch people in a boardroom deliberate about actions and events that we have not witnessed. Like courtroom dramas work if the crimes are really well laid out by the prosecution. But in this case, it was just like, oh, Data did a data did a boo-boo. Now let's talk about it for 30 minutes. <laughs> I was going to say, and if it's laid out really well, and it's short. Mm-hmm. Juries don't have attention spans, and neither no. do viewers. Inherit the wind made me want to die. And I was a semi-lead. Why did you inherit the wind? Back when I was in college. Mm. I said, why did you? I meant, where did you? When did when? you? How did you? <laughs> the year was... What did you inherit the The wind? year was 2004. I was a fresh, young, 18-year-old music theater major. The Motorola Razor was all the rage. <laughs> we were all driving our... Oh, God, what was a big car then? Uh, the, the Mits- What's the ugly-ass Mitsubishi oh, one? I don't remember. Eclipse? Yeah. yeah. Right? We were driving Mitsubishi Eclipses and learning how to text in T9. <laughs> Boy, that was a thing. That was a skill that was provided <laughs> completely useless within a year. Oh, man. I just, I, I look back on Proved that period of time provided. and just think, how did we just devastate the ocean with our insatiable need for puka shell? <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> I just I don't even know. I It's a fun time to be alive. It's a fun time. Yeah. It's a fun time to be millennial in your thirties. Oh speak for yourself. <laughs> just you wait Saturn returns, it's gonna happen. <laughs> Is that when Saturn returns when I turn no. 30? It's happening right now when you turn 29. Because <sighs> Is that why I'm going through all this turmoil and upheaval? Yes. If you buy into that. And it feels like Mercury's been in retrograde for like a year. <laughs> no, that's that's Saturn <laughs> returning. Uh, <laughs> oh, I see. Every 29 years it returns? 29. But how do we know it's returning now? I mean, no, it returns to the same position that it was in when you were born. Because the orbit... Oh, Saturn's rotation is 29 years? Oh. So then we can also celebrate when I turn 58? Yes, we can. I mean, I'll celebrate. You'll be long dead. Probably. um... I might die tomorrow. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I paid the guy enough. We'll see what happens. (laughs) Good luck. This thing's going to die without me. He better be a good shot. Because <laughs> he only gets one. Cameron spits in his spittoon. Uh, speaking I hope of his family likes skin are... lampshades. 
Wait, wait, wait. That you'll say, but the burn victim thing was too much. See, that's a different kind of dark, twisty humor. That is. <laughs> yeah, yours is an allusion to the Holocaust, you monster. No, it's an allusion to Ed Gein. There's a difference. Well, fair. Though, honestly, I wouldn't mind being turned into leather. I mean, tan me, preserve me. <laughs> I think we've done this bit before. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could make me into leather. Tan my hide. <laughs> Except it was reversed, because I made a joke about a bear rug. <laughs> <laughs> cut oh, all this out, Cameron. Too. God damn it. Speaking of things that should have been cut out. Quotes, quotes, <laughs> quotes, 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 quotes. Yes, let's do quotes. <laughs> O'Brien, take a nap. You didn't see any of this. You're not involved. Right, sir. I'll just be standing over here dozing off. Though every time I see someone talking about O'Brien, I just really want it. I want him to be Scotty or Chekhov. I want someone with the last name O'Brien to have an obnoxiously offensive (laughs) accent. Yeah. I want him to be like, oh, right, oh, sir. I'll just be standing over here dozing off. There's no reason. Shoes, balloons, party flowers, <laughs> and whiskey, Daniel. What <laughs> whiskey? Ah, uh, you need mm. to do Mr. Pickard, sir. <laughs> oh, sorry. <clears throat> about horseback riding. This is what he's talking about. <laughs> it seems that some creatures have the capacity to fill spaces you never knew. We're empty. God, that's dirty out of context. I was going to say, as he puts his hand on Data's <laughs> hand. Oh, my. <laughs> well. I need filling, Data. <laughs> Yar took you for Sorry. a spin. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Eight weeks ago, I received a transmission, a simple four-word message. Is anybody out there? I answered it. There is a a loneliness inherent in that whisper from the darkness. Yes, sir. I am glad you understand, sir. But it didn't end there. No, sir. We speak often. It is a young female, humanoid. Our society is aware that there is interstellar life? No, sir. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. I'm Melinda, like, I never expected <laughs> your dialogue to hear is so Jean Luc Picard say "oops." <laughs> so good, Melinda. Your dialect is so good. <laughs> I mean, dialogue, dialect. Mm. Jesus I Christ, mean, I like dialect too. <laughs> One of the reasons you've always you've been given command is so. You, I'm sorry. One of the reasons you've been given command is so you can make the few make a few right decisions which will lead to a pattern of success and help build self-confidence. If you don't trust your own judgment, you don't belong in a command chair. But what if I'm wrong? <laughs> then you're wrong. It's arrogant to think that you'll never make a mistake. But what if it's something really important? I mean, not just a, a mineral survey. What if somebody dies because I made a mistake? <laughs> In your position, it's important to ask yourself one question. What would Picard do? Or WWPD? Hashtag. Yeah, WWPD. Hashtag. He'd listen to everyone's opinion and make his own decision. 
But he's Captain Picard. Well, it doesn't matter. Once Picard makes his decision, does anyone question it? No way. Why not? I'm not sure. Well, you figure it out. You'll understand command. When you figure it out, you'll understand command. You did a good job. I'm proud of you. <laughs> or do you want to switch? Do you want to be Riker and I'll be Wesley? Sure, yeah. Here. You did a good job. I'm proud of you. Thank you, sir. Does it get any easier? Nope. I like your I like your Wesley so much better. I want you to do Wesley. Um, Captain Picard. But I like your Wesley. It's so irritating. <laughs> you see, the Prime Directive has many different functions, not the least of which is to protect us, to prevent us from allowing our emotions to overwhelm our judgment. Captain, your orders were delivered to deliver the message, correct? Yes. Then what is the difference between sending the message and delivering it personally? A whopping big one, and you know it. Sir, we have come this far. In for a penny, in for a pound. Is that what you're saying, Mr. Data? You're goddamn right, sir. <laughs> what a perfect... Oh, sorry, a... go ahead. No, you go. What a go. perfectly vicious little circle. <laughs> Draymond's the Draymonds are not it. a subject for philosophical debate. They are a people. Which sums up the problem with the Prime Directive. Yep. You <coughs> reminded us that there are obligations that go beyond duty. I appreciate your seeking other options, sir. Your decision could have been unilateral. One of my officers, one of my friends, was troubled. I had to help. Is Sarchenka <laughs> safely home? Yes, sir. She will not remember me, sir, but I will remember her. Remembrance and regrets, they too are a part of friendship. Yes, sir. An understanding that has brought you a step closer to understanding humanity. <laughs> has it? Fuck yes. <laughs> Is anybody out Is there? Is there anybody out there? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Commander, I have been reviewing the unmanned probe scans. At some point during the last 150 years, the fifth planet, Secundi Drama, has shattered. Form me an asteroid belt. I'd call that geologically instable. <laughs> I'd call that geological instability. Is there any indication that this is the work of an unknown intelligence? This is geology, not malevolence. These planets will live fast and die hard. The question is, why? Are they in a Vin Diesel movie? Are they members of the 27 Club? Oh. 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 <laughs> You're up. This is Dr. Pulaski talking. Okay, this is this is like my favorite thing ever. This is Dr. Pulaski talking about Wesley and then Picard responding. Like, this is just... C'est magnifique. This is designed for me. He is a boy, not a sword. 
who will one day become a man. And to extend the metaphor, we'll need a fine edge that won't dull at the first touch of resistance. <laughs> Plus, it's Picard speaking in metaphor, being grand. And it's and a dick metaphor. It is a dick metaphor. Uh, it's dirty. It's highbrow. It's lowbrow. <laughs> it's Pulaski. It's Picard. It's Melinda M. fucking Snodgrass is what it is. Ah. <laughs> mm. uh, That's straight Snodgrass. <laughs> Absolutely. Hashtag Snodgrass. God, I hope I'm saying that right. <laughs> what? Snodgrass? I'm, I guess it could be Snodgrass. If there is a cosmic plan, it is not the height of hubris to think that we can or should interfere. So what you're saying is that... So what... Sorry, I got I don't really have a Jordy. I'm just... Uh, so what you're saying is that the Dremens are fated to die? I think that's an option that we should be considering. Consider it considered and reject it. You have many different kinds of people here. <laughs> yes. When I'm bigger, could I be on your ship? I am certain that you could. I wish I could come with you now. I am afraid that that is not possible. I know, but I could still wish for it. You know who you sounded like? You sounded like one of the Binars. <laughs> well, damn it. <laughs> we are examining your vessel. We're optimizing it. <laughs> little, little, little. And I love that I remembered they're called uh, binars. I know, I love that too. <laughs> I'm a little bit binar myself. <laughs> hey oh. <laughs> In your position, it's important to ask yourself, oh, nope, I already did that one. What would Picard do? Also, I, I, l there's so many. Let's skip ahead. <laughs> oh, okay. Here, you can also do Count Slitteri and Captain Picard. God. <laughs> Captain Jean-Luc Picard is on his way to go horse riding on the holodeck, which is not a euphemism. Unfortunately. Are you sure you won't reconsider? No. I'll just watch you and be impressed by the pain. <laughs> no. I prefer a mode of transportation that doesn't have a mind of its own. Strange. I would expect Betazoids to be outstanding animal trainers. We became too involved in the thoughts and shifting passions of the beast. We lose our way and get swept up in the emotion. I would have thought the shifting passions of this beast would be far more terrifying. He's pointing at man and his own self. I had a Betazoid kitten once. My mother and the cat reacted badly to one another. <laughs> I would really love to see that on film. <laughs> Magil Barrett just over yep. there going, this cat. Get this fucking cat away. <laughs> Deanna, your cat is doing the thing again. <laughs> Oh, it's cleaning itself. Why? <laughs> oh, God. So gross. Well. <laughs> Cameron. Yes, Dan. How many unfortunate orange prosthetics would you give this episode? I'd, I'd give it two and a half. I would give it exactly two and a half as well. You know, it, I mean, it wasn't a bad episode by any means. There was just a lot of corporate boardroom talk, which, you know, I 
I am at a point in my life where I had loathe meetings. Why is that? <laughs> have you ever had a productive meeting, Dan? I have, actually. I really like where I work now. Well, I'm glad. We have good meetings. Things get done. It's crazy. It feels like I'm living in the twilight zone where I've swallowed crazy pills. I mean, maybe you have. Or maybe they're gaslighting you into thinking it's working. Oh, God. (laughs) Except unlike the place that shall not be named, they're actually good at gaslighting. (laughs) Someday. Someday. Who knows? Karma's a bitch. Um, Yeah. Well, Daniel, this was a lot of fun. But we should should probably wrap it up. We have loved it, hated it, quoted it, and rated it. So that's just one last thing for me to do. And that's to wish you all to not just have a great week. But I make it so. Your best to keep on a trek. I don't know why I did it that way. Keep on trekking. <laughs> oh, shit. Come back next episode for Q-Who. Yeah. I promise you won't be... Borged. <laughs> it's like Borg. The Borgs show up. <laughs> they know, Dan. They know. Are they pretty? I Are just, they as pretty as my yeah. penis, doctor? <laughs> oh, this this doctor was definitely giving me the yeah. eye. I told him all about my anal fissure, and he didn't want to see it. I was like, okay, play coy. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, you don't have to take your pants off. And I was like, uh, okay, yeah, let's. You want to do the dance for two appointments? Fine, be my guest. But we all we all know what's gonna happen I, here. I wear my pretty underwear, doctor. <laughs> I did. They were clean and everything. <laughs> Mostly clean. Just a little a little nip. A little nip of the tip. Just a little just a little pre. I mean it happens to the best of us. You put the chapstick on before the lipstick. Come on, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <sighs> yeah, that was gross. I'm sorry. You are not authorized to access this facility. Although they have to keep telling the one kid, we can't send you to the mirror universe where you have a nice mommy. I'm sorry. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe my mirror universe family loves me. (laughs) There's another t-shirt, Dan. Maybe my mirror universe family loves me me, with just a little goatee in the background. (laughs) So good. So good. All right. What can I say? A secret weapon production.